This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. More Money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with More Money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hello, folks. I hope you're having a great Saturday afternoon. This is Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show. Uh, And uh, this is the number one talk radio station in these United States of America, WABC. Thanks so much to the owner and manager of this great station, John Katsimatidis, who has really turned this radio station into a powerhouse. So thank you so much for listening. I know we have a lot of regular listeners because our ratings have been very good. So I appreciate your tuning in every Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. And to the new listeners, I hope you enjoy the show. We talk about money. We talk about politics. We talk about finance and we talk about how to make more money. Um, And so uh, appreciate you being with us. By the way, it is absolutely gorgeous day in almost all of the uh, Northeast. I'm actually in the Washington, D.C. area. Beautiful day. Really cold, but beautiful blue skies. So I am going to, as soon as this show is over, uh, my wife and I and my two boys uh, and our dog, we're going to take a long, long hike. We're going we're gonna to certainly bundle up with our mittens on and our hats. But get out. It's a just beautiful, beautiful day, but, but stay warm. Uh, nothing better than um, fresh air and sunlight to brighten your day. Uh, But in the meantime, I want to talk about the state of the economy, because, of course, that's what Joe Biden will talk about on Tuesday night. If you can bear listening to his State of the Union speech, he is going to say that the State of the Union is strong. And I beg to differ. Is not the moon. The Pentagon confirming this is a spy balloon from China floating 60,000 feet in the air. It first entered American airspace over Alaska, then flew into southwest Canada before dipping down over Billings, Montana. Should we keep going? Okay, so sorry about that interruption. But anyway, I do not believe that the State of the Union in America is strong today. I actually think that the State of the Union is is weak. And I think you see both economically and from a security standpoint, from a border standpoint, from what's happening to the prices. Sorry, I'm not buying it. Yes, we did get a very good jobs report on Friday for the month of January, and I was happy to hear that. I don't. I never root against the American economy or American businesses or American uh, entrepreneurs. I want to see the American economy do as well as possible. But sorry, I'm just not buying that this is a good situation for our country. I'm going to talk to Steve Forbes, who is the top, one of the top economic 
minds uh, and business minds in this country in about 10 minutes on the show to get his take on it. But I'm sorry, I am not buying it. And at the at, uh, near the um, in about half hour to 45 minutes, I'm going to be taking your calls. And the question of the day of the week is, are you buying it? Do you think that when Joe Biden gets up before Congress on Tuesday night and says, oh, the state of the economy is strong, the state of the country is strong? No. I mean, look, I, I think this Chinese uh, balloon story is is just indicative of how that we've got a weakling in the White House. We've got a, a, a State Department and a Defense Department that are not doing a very good job of defending our country when they refuse to shoot down a balloon that's clearly spying on American military installations. What's next? Are they going to fly over the Capitol? Are they going to fly over the Pentagon? Um, <laughs> come on. Why? This should have been taken care of instantaneously. Shoot it down. This is our sovereign airspace. I'm not a, I'm not a military expert. I'm not a foreign uh, affairs uh, expert. But I know this. You know, you can't have uh, these kinds of um, balloons <laughs> spying on America. Of course, that's what they're doing. We know it's driven by China. And Biden's afraid. He's afraid to shoot it down. And I really, I find that to be so reprehensible. Then you've got the situation with gasoline prices that are going up again. Have you noticed that? They're back to three fifty nine dollars a gallon. And I know a lot of you live in New Jersey and New York where the price is over $4 a gallon. How is that a success? I mean, my God, it was two fifty nine dollars a gallon and declining when Trump was president and the day he left office. And now uh, the, the gas price, which did reach five fifty dollars a gallon under Biden last year, is still at three fifty a gallon, much higher than it was under Trump. I'm, I could go on and on and on, but I want to alert you all to this big lie that again Biden will re, will repeat when he gives that speech on Tuesday night. He is going to say, ladies and gentlemen, that he has reduced the deficit by one point four trillion dollars. Now this is <laughs> talk about lying with statistics. This is a president who has come into office and has increased the debt. His policies have increased the debt by almost $4.5 trillion in two years. In just two years. I mean, how do you do that? This is the most financially reckless president we have had in modern times. I can't talk about, you know, pre-World War II. I wasn't alive back then. But in my lifetime and most of your lifetimes, um, there's never been a president like this. I mean, Obama was pretty financially reckless, but he Obama didn't spend nearly as much money as Biden is spending and borrowing. I mentioned on Larry Kudlow's show earlier that within a few years, we the biggest item in our budget. Are you ready for this? The biggest item for our budget will be just paying interest on the debt. We're going to be paying a trillion dollars a year of taxes just to pay for the debt and the spending we've already done. I mean, talk about a tiger chasing its tail. How are we ever going to restore a balanced budget when we're just shelling out dollars year after year after year in tax money, not for new services, not for hospitals, not for roads, not for our national security, not for our social safety net, but to pay for the fiscal sins under Biden where we're just borrowing and borrowing and borrowing. You can't do that. And I'm with the Republicans on this. And I look, Republicans have their hands dirty, too. They love to spend money. So I'm not trying to be a partisan here. But I agree with Kevin McCarthy that before we raise that debt ceiling, folks, we must, must have a deal from Joe Biden that puts us on the glide path 
over five years or eight years or 10 years that leads us to a balanced budget. We can do this. We're a great nation. A great nation doesn't borrow a trillion to two trillion dollars a year and leaves that debt for their children. By the way, I'm 62 years old. I'll be 63 next month. I'm not going to be alive to pay off this debt. (laughs) I'm not going to pay it off. I'm not going to pay the interest for a lot of this. It's going to be my kids and my grandkids. And I'm sorry, I have a big problem with that. I have three sons and two grand, uh, three sons and two stepsons, and I hope to have grandkids sometime soon. And is this the future, folks? Is is this what a responsible nation does? The whole story of America and the whole story of the American dream is that each generation leaves the next generation better off. That's why we're, we continue to get richer and more prosperous. It's why everybody around the world wants to come to America because we're a land of opportunity. And that's not happening now. That is not happening now. So um, I'm here to tell you, I think that this is a facade. I think it's the big lie when Joe Biden says things are going well. And I know that because polls show 70 to 75% of Americans do not think the country is headed in the right direction. Do you? Can you honestly sit there? I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever you are. Can you honestly say that you think this country is headed in the right direction? I don't. I don't see it. I see us losing energy independence. I see us losing control of our border. I see the rot in our public schools. I see what's going on with declining test scores across the country for our children. Um, Are we really training our kids to be the stewards of this great economy when they're not they're learning about you know homosexuality and and uh, all of these other things and look I, but people do in their own bedroom and house is is their own business but this is not what we should be teaching fourth graders in my opinion we should be teaching America uh, these uh, you know kids in school the greatness of America not all of our faults and we have faults but we are the greatest nation on earth so it troubles me if I sound a little troubled. I am. I think that I'm I vote if I'm asked by the pollsters, I'm going to say I think the country is headed in the wrong direction. I don't feel secure. I don't feel like we're doing anything about crime. I don't think we're doing anything about the border. I don't think we're doing anything about reducing our debt that gets, you know, we're whistling Dixie, folks, as the country is headed in the wrong direction. So that's my take on things. I'm going to ask Steve Forbes about this in one minute but first we're going to take a quick break i'll be back with steve forbes economist extraordinaire and my partner at the committee to unleash prosperity and i want to remind people if you're not getting our committee to unleash prosperity economic hotline that we put out every morning we email this to fifty thousand people it's free i'm not selling anybody anything here i'd love you to get it you can read it five minutes every morning and i think you'll enjoy it newt gingrich has told me that this is the first thing he reads every morning. I know it's read by members of Congress. I know it's read by senators. I know it's read by read by CEOs. Uh, they they love it. I think you will too. So just go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity website and just sign up. Give us your email, and we will start sending it to you five mornings a week. I'm Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show. This is WABC, and I'll be right back. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. All right, welcome back, folks. This is Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. I am so uh, thrilled to introduce my guest for the week, uh, Steve Forbes. You all know Steve Forbes as 
uh, as the great presidential candidate of, of uh, 1996 and 2000, who introduced every great idea that we as conservatives have embraced, whether it was term limits, whether it was the flat tax, whether it was Social Security, personal accounts, medical savings accounts. I could go on and on and on. Steve Forbes is one of the great policy innovators. Uh, he should be president. Uh, and he's my choice for president for 2024. But uh, Steve Forbes, I had such a great time with you and Larry Kudlow and Art Laffer and Maria Bartiroma and so many others at that party that we both attended for Art Laffer's uh, book. So it's great to see you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Well, great to be with you. And uh, that was a great get together. And Arthur's new book, Tax Co- Taxes Have Consequences. Gives you all the arguments you need about why tax cuts are good, raising taxes, bad. And he's got, uh, <laughs> since the income tax since 1913, he and Brian Dmitrovic and Jeannie Sinkeld uh, pointed all out. So it's all there. And so if anyone tries to refute you, you just get out this new Bible of truth, tax truth. <laughs> so one of the things I take away from that book, by the way, is that you are spot on. When you first started talking about the flat tax in the mid-1990s, you probably were talking about before that, but you did it on a national stage and took the country by storm. You were on the front page of every newspaper and and magazine with this radical, I'm using that in uh, air quotes, radical idea of the flat tax. And, you know, I I think the flat tax, Steve, the more I think of it, it, about it, it just seems so logical, and so so many of our problems in this country would be resolved if you had a flat and simple, understandable, comprehensible, pro-growth tax system that would take me maybe 15 minutes to fill out my tax form rather than, you know, I, I mean, my wife does my taxes because I can't even figure it out, <laughs> and she is so angry at tax time, as I think a lot of people are. So maybe this is the time for Republicans to really – be talking about uh, a, an idea that is radical but simple. And I think the American people are ready for this. I think they are, and certainly the polls show it. Uh, everyone knows the tax code brings out the worst in us. When you take yeah. uh, the code itself and all the attendant rules and regulations, 10 million words and rising, even <laughs> the IRS doesn't know what's in it and yep. that it's corrupt. They have to have lobbying in Washington revolves around the tax code. And so not only does it mean more opportunity, more prosperity, enabling people to get ahead, but also improves the temper of the country. Uh, And uh, people can focus on the future. You know, the IRS, as you know, uh, tells us we spend six billion hours a year filling out tax forms. Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, hold hold on. Did you say six (laughs) billion? Did you say six billion hours? Six billion hours a year. (laughs) Filling out oh tax forms. So I you think Walter, do you remember Walter hours? Williams, the Walter Williams, the great economist? I think uh, once took that figure that you had, and he said that it was more man hours than we spend to build every car and van in America. That's right. And you take <laughs> that, you take you take the two to four hundred billion dollars we spend filling each year, uh, trying to uh, fill out this uh, horrible code. So you go back 20 years, imagine over 100 billion hours, literally Jeez. trillions of dollars. If we'd applied that to new products, new services, oh new medical God. devices, new cures, right. how much better yeah. off we'd be. Think of all the wasted brain power on this corrupt, stupid code that could be used for productive things. 
it would be a much happier and prosperous country. Talk about opportunity costs. Yes. Did you see, I don't know if you saw this story we had in our hotline the other day, but it's got some national attention that they, you know, they put in the tax code. By the way, all Biden has done, (coughs) excuse me, is since he's become president, is added all these new complexities to the tax system. Uh, You know, I don't know if your numbers are accounting for the fact that Biden alone has added thousands and thousands of new pages and regulations to the tax code. And one of the stupid things that he's done is this tax credit for electric vehicles that you can get paid as much as like $15,000 and manufacturers get a tax credit. We're practically paying the companies to make these electric cars with tax with our tax dollars. But anyway, the, they they estimated this tax credit would would lose about 40 billion dollars when they passed it. And now the latest estimate, it's going to cost about one hundred and fifty billion dollars. So this is just money down the drain. They are using the tax code, Steve Forbes, for their social purposes and climate change agenda. And I think you and I believe the purpose of the tax code is to simply raise the tax money to pay for the government services. Well, that's right. And not to uh, try to control us. And uh, this is all part of modern socialism, which is you don't have to own anything by the government. They just dominate you and crush you with regulations. That's why we're having the battle of the kitchens over uh, gas stoves. And I think on that one, the regulators are going to get fried. They're going to get cooked on that one. Uh, <laughs> I hope uh, you're right about that. People are going to rise up. But on the, on the tax code, uh, we, 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 we as a free people shouldn't put up with it. And I think right. most Americans see it. And one of the things that uh, we should put in as, as, as part of this uh, proposal is give people a choice. You want to stay with the old system? Yeah. Go ahead. You want to get yeah. with a new one, which is a tax cut for everyone, so we don't get in these fights about who's yeah. helped, who's hurt. Yeah. We want everyone helped. I'll let people have a choice, and that way it takes sort of the, the, the anxiety that, oh, there must be something secret that's going to hit us here. No, see for yourself. You make the decision. Put it in oh, the hands I of bet. the people. Yeah. I've always loved that idea. I wrote a column on that for the Wall Street Journal about 25 years ago, and I think you're right. People would just you know, they would immediately migrate to the simple system. Now, Steve, I want, I mean, this is a fascinating conversation. I didn't want to dominate this with the plot text, but I just think the time has come for this. I just think you were a little bit ahead of your time. And, you know, when you, when you think about um, all the hours that are wasted, and then you think about America being competitive in the world economy, what's your rate again? Is it 1817 what's the rate that 17% would... after 17%. deductions for uh, adults and kids so family of four the first $53,000 of income would be free of federal income of salary would be oh free of federal income tax and right. 17% above that no tax on savings and no death taxes we said the other night no taxation without respiration <laughs> and they, you, you you do you do that on the business side and it would be a much more productive country. And also, I think, would take a lot of the uh, steam, you might say, out of all of the, a lot of the social problems we have when people are focused on positive things. Look into the future. Instead of thinking the world's coming to an end, no, the world is coming to a great new vista of prosperity oh, and innovation. So and, uh, and, and, and it's going to be fantastic. And, uh, you know, I just wish these doomsayers would just go back in the 1890s they said we we're doomed the 30s depression we we're doomed <laughs> right, 70s, right. we were doomed i mean yeah. come on people uh we 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 put aside these barriers and we move ahead and that's what's so, so sick about the, the left today it's all about making life miserable trying to get control 
putting in this cult of uh, windmills and uh, solar panels, which have huge environmental problems. You know, right. Just one little thing on that. Those Each of those uh, wind farms, you know, and uh, to a 10 square mile wind farms have 900 tons, 900 tons of unrecyclable plastics. Those things have more unrecyclable plastic uh, yeah, than all the right. plastic straws in the world. Oh, my, Come on. Oh, my God. Well, did you see the story that we had in our hotline the other day about the, 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 the offshore wind farms? I don't know if you've read about this yet, Steve, are killing Great whales. The whales, yes. They're killing <laughs> the whales. Uh, so I, I know we have some skeptics listening to us. Uh, and we like when skeptics listen to us, and, and thank you. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you, Steve Forbes, with the two complaints I hear all the time with the flat tax. Okay, are you ready? Okay, yep. Number one, there goes Steve Forbes and Larry Kudlow. They just want a big tax cut for the rich. Uh, what we want is a tax cut for everyone, and what we do is every and experience shows us again, get Art's book. Uh, that every time you cut tax rates, you collect more from the rich. And uh, so if you want to get more money from the rich, this is the way to do it. Get rid of all the deductions and complexities. So if you make it, you pay it, period. And when people can focus on making it, they pay it. You name one big tax cut where the so-called rich didn't end up paying more, not just in cash, but also as a proportion of the tax collection. They end up paying. How, they how end up that? paying more of the taxes. How? Why? I mean, exp- explain to people how that. Is. It doesn't seem to be intuitive that people, if you cut their tax rate, would pay more tax. So, can you explain how that? Well, what it is? Taxes are a price and a burden. Right. And if you lower, right. if you lower the barrier and the burden, people focus more on doing positive things than avoiding the uh, uh, high tax ah. rates. So it, it's a price. Taxes are a price, and we know. Right. Lower the price, guess what happens? You get more of it. And that's why <laughs> businesses often will lower prices, make things more productive, because they know if prices are lower, people will buy more of it. If the tax price is lower, we get more productive, more productivity, more resources, and we all end up being better off than before. So the second thing, I want to add something to what you're saying, because I agree with you. I think that history is is very clear on this. But also, I think that the tax code is such a god-awful mess right now, and it really is incomprehensible. I mean, I don't – even IRS agents don't understand it. So in my thinking – and tell me if you think I'm right or wrong about this – if you make it really simple and you make it comprehensible, and I think people will – you know, every IRS – had for the last hundred years has said our system really depends on voluntary compliance and the American exactly. people are honest people. So uh, what I'm saying, tell me if you think I'm right about this, that I think the voluntary, in other words, you and I wrote a piece six months ago saying, wait a minute, we don't need to hire 87,000 new IRS agents. That's crazy. We're going to have people, you know, these IRS agents snooping at everybody's houses and their financial affairs. If you make it really simple, you get rid of all the junk in the tax system, and people really believe it's an honest system that everybody's paying their own fair share, I think the compliance will go way up, and you'll actually maybe get more revenues because people realize, oh, I just it's, it just took me a half hour to fill out my tax, and I'm done. That's right. And uh, because you could able to do it with, with a handful of keystrokes on your computer or a few couple of uh, postcards, really, uh, uh, if you're doing it by hand, uh, people would uh, then have you know, faith in, in, in government again, or at least faith in institutions that aren't overreaching. 
And uh, this is uh, this is uh, important. One of the reasons that people are so cynical about government is they know they're always out to uh, they're always uh, lying to us. They're always trying to take more from yep. us. Yep. They never tell yep. us the truth. And right. this way, when people get to focus on positive things instead of trying to get away from those who want to take away our gas stoves and silly things like that, uh, when they uh, fo- focus on positive things, the temper of the country improves. People look to yeah. the future with positivity rather than thinking, by God, it's just going to get worse for me and my kids and my grandkids. It doesn't have to okay. be that way. Steve, we've got about two minutes left. First of all, I know you've got to run off because you, you're spending your afternoon with your grandkids. By the way, how many grandkids do you have, Steve Forbes? Uh, we have five, and we've got uh, two of them with us today, a five-year-old and seven-year-old, <laughs> okay. and uh, have, have, having a great time. It's great to be that's a, grand, a, a grandparent. Yeah, that's, <laughs> That's as good as it gets. So my final question for you in our last 90 seconds, uh, can you give me a one minute rebuttal to what uh, President Biden is going to say? The State of the Union is strong today. I don't agree with that. What say you? Well, uh, you know, if, uh, if, if Pinocchio was around, uh, Joe Biden's uh, wooden nose now would be taller than the Eiffel Tower when he talks <laughs> about the economy. Right. And uh, he, he said the other day, oh, well, this inflation was really bad when I came in, man. You know, there's usual <laughs> riff on that. Well, it was one and a half percent, Mr. President, right. when you came in. What is it today? Yeah. Hello. Gas prices, as you've uh, pointed out, are about to go up again. Uh, food prices are still high, even if housing, uh, even if uh, uh, used car prices are coming down a bit. So people feel under pressure. <clears throat> yeah. And if the economy is so strong, why did they have to uh, give, uh, for example, subsidies to u- electronic vehicles? That helps uh, the rich. You know, right. uh, dollars $90,000 automobile. So as Joe would say, come on, man, uh, we, we, we don't need this stuff. Well, I hope that you're the one who gives the Republican rebuttal, or at least please talk to Sarah Huckabee. Well, and one of the things I hope in terms of the rebuttal, they go, as you and Larry and others hit on, go for prosperity. Yeah, uh, they're they're not telling us the truth about the present, but we can have a better future. And if we just got back to the growth rates we had in the past, uh, yep. if we had not uh, had this 20 year hiatus, we had a brief uh, two year holiday from this the negativity of the tw- uh, 21st century. Uh, incomes today would have been thirty to forty thousand dollars higher. And wow. uh, that's, that's what happens when you have low growth. Lost opportunity. Steve Forbes, thanks so much. Get, have a great Thank afternoon you. with your grandkids. And, folks, we'll be right back. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. This is WABC Talk Radio uh, station, the number one station in these United States. And now we get to our money and finance section with two of the best in the business, Ryan and Bob Payne of Payne Capital Management. I've been chomping at the bit to talk to you guys because I know you have both have big grins on your face today uh, because of the wonderful uh, jobs number report that we got on Friday showing a half million 
jobs added, a blockbuster number. And so I don't want to talk about the jobs report because we're going to be talking about that later in the show. But what I do want to talk to you about is investors are trying to figure out, okay, where do we go from here? This was obviously a great number. Um, the investors are trying to think, well, does this mean the Fed's going to raise rates even more? Does it mean that uh, we're going to see a nice run on stocks? Uh, So does it mean we're going to have more inflation? I'd love to hear your guys' expert opinion about what what an investor should make of these new numbers. And, Bob, you're the elder statesman here, so why don't you start? (laughs) Well, you know, I thought the uh, jobs number was good, but um, actually Ryan's been predicting this all year right. that the job market would stay strong because we, right. we don't have enough workers. Right. And the economy right. is really doing well. So, you know, I, I got to give um, I got to give Jay Powell, our Federal Reserve chairman, some props here. Uh, he's done a great job of slowing down the economy without putting the economy into a recession. And I think that's the message that everybody's kind of missed, um, except for the bond market and the stock market, which have been booming since October. Steve, we're, we're, we've been in a new bull market since October. Right. Do you see? Do you see that continuing? Yes, I think twenty twenty three is going to be an excellent year. Uh, you very rarely in history do you have two down years back to back in a balanced portfolio where you own high quality bonds right. and high quality you know stocks. So generally, that uh, a down year, which was you know a down, it was a down year last year, not a crash, which is you know the press hasn't really done a good job of communicating that, and yeah. it's created a lot of buying opportunities. Which thanks to your show. You know, your listeners have been aware of that. We've been telling them all yeah. year. So now they're getting the yeah. benefits. I think it's going to be a really good year this year. Yeah. So we had a lousy year last year in the stock market, but you're right. This is towards the tail end of 2022. And, and obviously the first, um, you know, a month and a half or two months of this year have been really positive. Uh, Ryan, what is your takeaway from this for investors? What do they do now as we uh, respond to an economy that looks like it's finally getting back on its feet fully after the, uh, you know, the COVID nightmare. Yeah, no, I I think that's a great way of of putting it. I I think bottom line is, you know, reality is better than what was anticipated. So you got to get invested here. You can't sit in cash because, you know, inflation is coming down and that means interest rates are going to come down. So, you know, the solution of locking into a one-year CD at 4%. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, Ryan, hold on. I just want you to repeat what you just said. So you're saying you think interest rates will come down now? They've been coming down. Remember the 10-year peak were in quarter percent a couple months ago. Right. So you think that will continue, that trend? I think it'll continue. It may stabilize at some point, but I think what you're – as an investor, the big mistake you're right. going to make here is you lock into a one-year CD at 4%. Well, that money comes due in 12 months. And then what do you right. do? If rates are right. lower, you shot yourself right. in the foot. So I think you know, you're know you in an income-rich environment. you got an economy that's not falling off a cliff, like we've been telling you. Um, I think you've got to embrace that, and you've got to get yourself invested for the long term here. And you know the market and the bond market specifically are cash flow rich now. It's giving you a lot of gifts. Uh, when you're building your long-term portfolio. And so we still have this, uh, you know, black cloud over the economy, which of course is this massive national debt that I'm very worried about. And I think a lot of our listeners certainly are. Uh, How do you assess the impact of that, you know, $31 trillion debt that we have uh, on, for example, is, is it a good time to be buying government bonds? Well, the nice thing about government bonds, Steve, is they're considered the safest 
bond investment you can make because it's backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. And right. as we've seen in the last couple of years, if they don't have the money to pay you, they just go out and print it. <laughs> right. And they're good at that. <laughs> they're very good at that. So I think that the um, I think the national debt is an issue. I think it's something that like every every other crisis that ever occurs in Washington, they're going to take us to the breaking point before they do anything about it. But I think it will be addressed in the future. Um, meanwhile, you know, rates have risen and it's a good time to invest in high quality bonds like treasuries. And if you're in a high right. bracket, you know, good quality municipal bonds is a good place to be as well. And so, uh, you know, Ryan, when you were saying that interest rates are rising, I mean, uh, falling, I mean, the Fed has been raising rates. In fact, I just was looking at a chart this morning, you know, that these are the highest Fed funds rates we've seen in 15 years. And yet other interest rates are falling. The mortgage rate is falling, right? Right, because the mortgage rate is priced on the future. Um, and right, I think that's what the right. bond market's telling you. And I think right. what's happened here is the Fed, you know, Jay Powell slightly changed his language, uh, yep. kind of insinuating that he's going to be a bit more flexible with monetary policy. And that's what we wanted to hear. The big fear was they were going to just keep rates, they're going to keep uh, ratcheting up rates, keep monetary policy very, very tight. But now he's acknowledging, look, inflation's coming down. And they're very flexible in what they can do. And that's what my argument's been all along. Don't trust, trust the Fed. Whatever they say, they're going to change their mind in a couple of months, Steve. So <laughs> right. you can't take what they're saying at face value here. And that's what the bond market's been telling you for months. The bond market's smarter than the Fed. And the bond market interest rates have been coming down, which says longer term inflation is coming down. And that's a great tailwind for the American consumer. That means things are going to cost less. That's a good thing. So a lot of economists, uh, and, and uh, uh, Ryan, you were one of the outliers, but a lot of the economists were saying we're going to have a recession in early 2023. Sure, sure doesn't look like that's happening. Uh, <laughs> now that a lot of them are saying, well, the recession is going to come in the second half of 2023. What do you make of that? <laughs> I think a, a broken clock can be right twice a day. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> I think... I think these strategists have gotten it dead wrong. And I, I think, you know, in all fairness to our view, I think we've just said, look, I mean, pragmatically, we've seen inflation coming down in the real estate market. You and I talked about the right. commodity market months ago, Steve. And we said yeah. the commodity market's already telling you that inflation's right. coming down. And, and if you look at the American consumer, number one, they haven't spent down all their stimulus, believe it or not, from the pandemic. They've been a little bit more disciplined than you would think with the American right. consumer. And our other argument is that labor markets going to continue to stay tight, which means wages are going to stay strong. That's a combination for a healthy consumer. That's what drives the economy. And we just don't see the consumer falling off a cliff this year. Hence, we don't see you know, any sort of hard landing like a lot of Wall Street experts been telling you. So, uh, Bob, uh, we're, by the way, I'm speaking to Bob and Ryan Payne of Payne Capital Management. Can you guys remind our listeners of how they can get the free consultation from your services? Absolutely. If you've saved over a million dollars, Bob and I will put together our total financial master plan for you. All you have to do is call or text at 844-752-6692. Steve, that's 844-752-6692. We keep 10 slots open throughout the whole show. So, Bob, uh, we've only got about a minute and a half left. Um, be bullish. Is that the uh, takeaway here? <laughs> I think, you know, Steve, I think the key is to be diversified. Um, right. You know, it's the focus for the last 10 years has been on the S&P 500 because it's been heavily weighted in tech stocks and they've had extraordinary gains. 
They grew at 80%, you know, in terms of return, higher than the average return on the stock market. Well, you know, now it's time to move your money somewhere else and you want to have some money offshore, you know, in international stocks. They're already up 10% this year. They got twice the dividend, half the valuation. Um, you know, good things happen to stocks at low prices. And that's why you've got to continue to diversify your portfolio. Finally, Ryan, uh, you know, I, I was struck by the fact that, as I just was saying, the, the mortgage rate uh, looked like it topped out sort of at the end of last year. And now it seems to be coming down a little bit, which is a good sign for housing. And we saw some good construction jobs numbers. And a lot of that construction was in housing. Yeah. So how do you assess where we're at on housing? We've only got about a minute left. Yeah, I think it comes back to demographics again. You know, we have an undersupply of houses in this country because they underbuilt for a decade. And you just yeah. have so many millennials. We joke about it. They don't live in your basement anymore. And they all went home. So that, that should keep a, a relatively robust longer-term housing market, even if we're seeing a shorter-term dip with rates going up. So I think it's all good signs in that labor report. That means that uh, nothing's falling off a cliff here, Steve. Like you said, be bullish, man. Yep. So that's Bob and Ryan Payne of Payne Capital Management giving sage advice as always. And by the way, just a shout out to Ryan. You have been right about the economy. Really good call, <laughs> my friend. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, okay, the world is not going to end very often. Bob and Ryan were right. Well, here's your shot to take advantage of getting your portfolio in place for retirement. We literally keep 10 slots open. If you saved over a million dollars for your financial independence retirement plan, Bob and I will run for your total financial master plan. And we'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review where we literally look at everything and it costs you nothing. We actually build you your own personalized financial portal. No other firm out there will do this. We'll go through every holding that you have. We'll do a deep dive. We'll make sure that you have proper diversification. We're going to look at income. You need an income plan for retirement. How are you going to draw from your portfolio when you're retired or if you're retired now? How do you take Social Security? We put together a full dynamic income plan factoring in inflation so you don't run out of money. We're going to look at all the fees hidden in your portfolio and those annuities, mutual funds, brokerage products. We're going to do a deep dive. So you had to decrease all those costs and optimize your portfolio for taxes. It's not what you make. It's what you take. We'll give you our full tax playbook. And finally, we'll look at how diversified are you really? Did you get hit hard last year's markets were all over the place, completely volatile? Or have you been sitting in cash paralysis by analysis can't figure out what to do as inflation is still very, very high. We're going to put together a full diversified game plan for you, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it. Over the rest of your life, we literally have 10 slots for a million dollars for your retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own unique total financial master plan. Now, no obligation, no cost, but you'll be planless if you don't text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692 or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PL. A-N-N-Y-C. You know, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. We're a boutique firm here in New York City. And, you know, essentially, we're a wealth management firm that specializes in financial planning. So that's literally all we think about. 
is planning, 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 which we find to be really exciting. Some people find it to be relatively dry, but I don't understand those people, Bob. But I thought we could discuss today are just five basic questions when it comes to your retirement plan, your financial plan that you really need to make sure that you can answer to make sure that you can be essentially financially independent. And the first question you have to ask yourself is, will I really spend less money after I'm retired and as I get into my later years? What are your thoughts on that, Bob? Well, my thoughts are, you know, first of all, Ry, this has been a year of 40-year high inflation rates, something that's caught everybody's attention because, you know, inflation is the biggest risk every single one of you have to your financial future. And it's hidden and it's insidious, but it's real. And, you know, one of the things that I'm seeing, Rye, is that a lot of folks are paying attention to inflation now because their HOA fees are going up. Their, you know, their utility bills are going up. Their insurance premiums are going up and they're going up dramatically. The fact of the matter is they go up every year. Now we're paying attention to it. Yeah, no, no, it's a great point. But what the other thing is with longevity comes the desire to do more stuff. A lot of clients in their 80s, the trips every year, spoiling the, the crap out of the grandkids, you know. So, so I think you know there's a there's a real misconception, and a lot of times they say factor in spending the same in retirement and don't factor that going down even well into your 80s. It's a big mistake. Um, you know, the other question you really have to ask yourself is how am I going to fill in that income gap when I stop working? You know, how do I draw from my portfolio so I don't run out of money? It's pretty daunting working and there's no paycheck coming in anymore. It's a scary time, Bob. It is, right? But you know what? I mean, it's like a, it's like a self-inflicted wound, right? It's a uh, unforced error. So many of you, when you're looking at retirement, you're looking at preservation of capital as opposed to how to generate income. And, you know, when rates were higher, you made the mistake of keeping everything in, you know, one month or six month CDs. When rates came down to zero, you kept everything in cash because they didn't pay anything. Now yields are back up again. And I see the same mistakes being made over and over again. Well, I can get four and a half percent in a CD, but that's going to come due in three months. Then what are you going to do? Right. You want to make sure that with rates are higher now that you lock in those yields to provide that steady income, right? So that you're not thinking about what's going to happen in three months or six months. Yeah, it's about a long-term income plan, not a short-term one. The other problem is when you're locked into that, you're getting the same rate no matter what. If inflation goes higher over the next couple of years, you're still getting the same rate. And that's why you want to have what we call, you want to have some rising income or inflation-adjusted income in your portfolio, like stock dividends that should increase over time with the, with the cost of living. So it's not just about having an income dynamic income plan that factors in that your lifestyle is going to double over the next 20 years just because of inflation if you have not accounted for. And you know, right, that's that's so such a great point because you know your favorite bad investment, right? Uh the mistake everyone seems to be making is I'm going to get income for life in that annuity. Well, it's not income for life adjusted for inflation. That's like that just this little thing they leave out, you know, that equation in that commercial. Um, you just can't have income. You have to have inflation-adjusted income. You need income that goes up, not only with inflation, but with your lifestyle. And, you know, we're all living longer. We're all having more fun. But every single person that I hang out with, you know, their biggest concern is, you know, how much everything's going up. And they're happy to know that there are ways to offset that with increasing income investments. It's huge. And it's more huge than ever because we weren't that aware of inflation until last year. Oh, yeah, things do end up costing more as we move along. 
That's really, really important. The other question you have to answer yourself or answer for yourself is, are my finances organized in one place? My experience is no, Bob, they're not. You know, right. I think that's a, and that's what happens, right? As we get older, we accumulate more wealth. We move around. Uh, we, we move jobs. We leave a 401k here, an IRA there. We have an insurance policy. And sometimes we get remarried. Uh, I just sat with a client the other day. He's been remarried for a couple of years. His spouse is 20 years younger than he is. Uh, chances are, you know, he's not going to outlive her. She's going to outlive him. And, and that's her first question is, Bob, he doesn't know where everything is. You know, you better make sure it's organized because something happens to him. I'm coming to you. I need your help. And, and that's, a, that's a case, right? We can't just put things in a book, in a drawer, and keep it in your head. Because if you're not around to tell us what's in your head, we're not going to be able to find your money. And then the IRS is going to get it, not your spouse. Yeah. And the other thing too, is just simplification, right? As you get close to retirement, or if you're retired now, you just want to make your life as easy as possible. And having, you know, more organized financial position where everything is in one place. You know, you can send the account and those tax reporting statements from one place every year. You don't have to account for the fact that you have to take distributions from lots of different retirement accounts at different places. So I think the more organized, the more simplistic portfolio plan that you put in place for retirement, the better. It just makes life so much easier. You know, the other question that you really want to ask yourself when you're getting close to retired or you're retired right now is what will my tax picture look like in retirement? As we know, Bob, it's not what you make. We say it all the time. It's what you take. Well, last year was a good example, right? So many investors have all their money in mutual funds. And there was a big headline in the journal the other day. How the heck did I pay so much in taxes when I lost money all year long? Right? I mean, it's just <laughs> wrong. So you want to be certain that you have what we call a tax efficient portfolio, not just while you're working or accumulating wealth, but most importantly, when you're in retirement. And there's so many steps you can take now to mitigate that situation, to make sure that you're not going to become, you know, a big charitable contributor to the Internal Revenue Service. No, it, it's really the proactive moves you make. The more you plan for taxes now, the better off you are later. And it's just like those little tweaks. You know, should you be doing things like Roth conversions right now? Um, you know, how can you transition your income to be more tax efficient where you're paying less tax on it? So you can structure your portfolios in ways so you're paying less tax. And that can just mean that could be hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're leaving on the table, not focusing on it now. It's those little moves that you make, those little tweaks that make all the difference. And I'd argue most of you aren't doing it. The last question I would ask myself, Bob, if I'm getting ready for retirement or for retired now is, do I know what I own and why I own it? That's a question a lot of us can't answer. No, I'll tell you what, Ryan, that's a question that I think if you were asked by your five-year-old grandson or granddaughter, and they said, you know, oh, pop, pop, oh, grandmom, you know, what is, what are those investments you have in your portfolio? And, you know, what do you own and why do you own it? And you can't explain that in five seconds, then you don't know. And it really should be that simple. You really should have that basic understanding of what's in your portfolio. You know, as I always say, right, the fancier the brochure, the more fees you're paying to the financial <laughs> advisor. <laughs> you know, I think investing is like about to me. <laughs> it sounds like an annuity to me is right, buddy. Um, and it's just, it's, a, it's amazing. And, it, and the thing is, you know, you may be perfectly fine. You may be in the best position anyone could possibly be. Why someone doesn't get a second opinion on their portfolio every couple of years is beyond my, you know, my comprehension. Yeah, no, 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 100%. And that's the thing. A lot of these structured products, these annuities, we go through them for you every single week. Um, on these reviews that we do is they're so complex 
Odds are you don't know why you own it. You don't understand how it works because we have to do a lot of work to understand how it works. I mean, you got to really understand everything in your portfolio. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, these are the questions I need answered. I need to get serious about my retirement plan. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have all the answers that I should have for these questions. Well, here's your shot to do it. We literally have five slots left. If you've saved over a million dollars for retirement, Bob and I will run for your total financial master plan. We'll do it with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review. We will look at everything. There's no other firm that will do this work up front at no cost. We'll go as far as building you, your own personalized financial portal. And we're just going to get a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture, hone in on every issue you need to address today, whether it's income for retirement, how are you going to draw from your portfolios? How do you take Social Security? How do you factor in inflation? Your costs are going to double over the next 20 years because cost of living is going higher. We'll put together a dynamic income plan so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. We'll model it all out. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street sells you lots of products that are high cost and very tax inefficient, whether it's annuities, brokerage products, structured products, mutual funds, non-traded REITs, you name it. We're going to do a deep dive of every investment you own, show you where all those hidden costs are, how to reduce those costs and optimize your portfolio for taxes. It's not what you make, it's what you take. We'll give you our full tax playbook. And we're going to look at diversification. Did your portfolio get hit a lot harder last year than you thought? Are you taking more risk than you thought you were taking? Or are you just sitting in cash, earning nothing, paralysis by analysis, because you can't figure out what to do? We're going to put together a full diversified investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protected over the rest of your life. We have five slots left if you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified Financial planners will create your own unique retirement plan. All you have to do is text or call right now. It's 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply give us a call at 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, if you want to learn more about myself and Bob, simply go to bebullish.com. That's bebullish.com. You can check out our firm, Pain Capital Management. That's P-A-Y-N-E. We're a boutique firm here right in New York City. And if you have questions for Bob and I, simply go to bebullish.com slash questions. We'll answer all your questions directly. Stay tuned. We got more, more money coming your way. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. I am so, so humbly sorry. I profusely apologize. I told you all that I would be able to get to your calls today, but I had such a, you know, wasn't that a fascinating conversation with my hero, Steve Forbes, that we had earlier today? I love that man. I hope he would, he would be a great president, would he, wouldn't he? Okay, I want to just, we got two minutes left, and I apologize. I won't be able to take your calls this week, but I promise I'm sticking my hand on a stack of Bibles right now that I will take your cause. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, reserve special time because I love to hear from you, my loyal listeners and our regular callers. So we will be back next week to take your calls. So in my remaining two minutes, I just want to tell you this. Joe Biden's going to tell a lot of um, 
uh, lies, misstatements, disinformation in the State of the Union. And I just want to mention three really quickly. Number one, he's going to mention gas prices falling. No, gas prices are higher by at least $1.10 a gallon than when Donald Trump left office. Now, gas prices did go to $5.50 a gallon during the summer. And he's saying, oh, well, look where we are compared to the summer. But they're still much higher than when Trump was in office. Number two, he's going to say that inflation was out of control when he came in office and he's bringing it down. No, the inflation rate was 1.5 percent. You can look this up. The month Trump left office today, it is near 7 percent. How is that a lower inflation rate? Come on, folks. He is lying through his teeth on that. He's going to say that we're getting control of the border. Getting control of the border. The border is more out of control than any time in your or my lifetime. Apprehensions, getaways, illegal crossings are an all-time high under Joe Biden. One or two other quick ones. He is going to say he inherited a terrible economy from Trump. No, he did not, folks. The economy grew 20% in the second half of 2020 before Biden took office. And finally, he's going to say he's reducing the budget deficit and the debt. That is the biggest lie of all. The debt is up by $4.6 trillion since Joe Biden came into office. You can't believe the spin from this administration. We do have a good jobs market, but we have so much more to, to go. I'm going to have to say I believe the State of the Union is not healthy. I think the State of the Union is unhealthy. we got a lot of work to do. We need to get back to prosperity. We need to get back to freedom. We need to get back to liberty. We need to get back to energy independence. All the things that we had under Donald Trump. I don't know if he's going to be the next president. I sure hope it's not Joe Biden. I'm Steve Moore, and this is the Moore Money Show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.